Welcome to St. Michael Church. It's wonderful to be fully reopened. Archbishop Nauman has chosen this weekend, the Feast of Corpus Christi, to lift the dispensation from our obligation to attend Mass on Sundays and Holy Days. This means that beginning this weekend, we have a serious moral obligation to attend Mass on Sundays and Holy Days, unless, of course, we're sick or shut in. Now, we hear that and we think, oh, a burden is being imposed upon us. Mass is not meant to be a burden, but a blessing. It's here that we touch Calvary, that we celebrate God's love, that he broke his body and shed his blood for us. Every time we gather for the Eucharist, the one saving sacrifice of Jesus is being represented to us, made present anew. And Jesus then wants to draw all people to himself to share his very divine life with us here in the Holy Eucharist. This is a manifestation, really, of God's mercy and love that despite our weakness, our brokenness, our sin, Jesus wants to be in communion with us. You know, a couple months before Archbishop Fulton Sheen died, he was asked on national television, Archbishop Sheen, you have inspired millions of people all over the world. Who inspired you? Was it a pope? Archbishop Sheen responded, it wasn't a pope or a cardinal, a bishop, or even a priest or a nun. Surprisingly, he said the person that most inspired him was a little 11-year-old Chinese girl. He proceeded to tell the story of how when the communists overtook China, they closed down many of the Catholic churches. They imprisoned one of these country priests in his rectory, and from the second floor of the rectory window, he could see into the sanctuary of his little country church, and what he saw horrified him. The communists came in and they destroyed the church, breaking the statues, and they desecrated the Eucharist, throwing our Lord onto the floor of the sanctuary. Well, from the rectory window, he decided to keep vigil, keeping prayer before the Eucharistic Lord knocked down on the floor of the sanctuary. And to his surprise, he saw a little Chinese girl come in that night, sneak past the guard, and spend an hour in prayer before the Eucharist. She then bent over and received our Lord on the tongue. Well, she came back day after day doing the same thing, receiving Holy Communion, until finally the last day there was only one host left. She made her Holy Hour, received Jesus, and then she made a sound that awoke the guard who apprehended her and beat her to death. She became a martyr for the Eucharist. While hearing that, Archbishop Fulton Sheets said he wanted to commit to spending an hour of prayer a day before our Lord in the Eucharist. That said, he, he said that changed his life. What I like about this story is the courage of this young girl willing to risk her life for love of Jesus, truly present in the Eucharist. You know, throughout history, we celebrate saints and martyrs willing to risk their life to go to Mass and receive Holy Communion. Just to name a few, think of St. Margaret Clitheroe. She lived during the suppression of the Catholic Church in England. Well, it was a capital offense to go to Mass. But Margaret Clitheroe was willing to risk her life to hide priests in her home and host clandestine Masses. She was finally apprehended and martyred for the Eucharist. Or think of Miguel Pro up here in the mural. He snuck down into Mexico during the suppression of the Catholic Church in the 1930s in Mexico and was willing to risk his life to offer clandestine masses and to bring Holy Communion to the Catholics of Mexico. He, too, was martyred for the faith. 
At a recent Rosary Rally on Pentecost, Archbishop Nauman said one false idea in this time of pandemic is that our life on earth is the supreme good. On the one hand, he said, don't get me wrong, we are called to be good stewards of our health and of our bodies. We shouldn't be cavalier or foolhardy in placing ourselves needlessly in danger. But on the other hand, we don't have to live in fear. Jesus has conquered death. He's risen from the dead. And we remember the goal of our life isn't to live forever here on earth. It's to be with God in heaven forever. It's eternal life. I think it's very significant that Archbishop Nauman has chosen the Feast of Corpus Christi to lift the dispensation. First, it's here that we celebrate God's presence. The Eucharist is Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity. We cannot receive Holy Communion by watching Mass on TV at home. We can only receive the Eucharist here physically by coming to Mass. Secondly, I think this pandemic has driven home the fact that we're not made for isolation or loneliness. We're not made to be cut off. We're made for relationships. In fact, the whole goal of our life is communion, to be in communion with Jesus and communion with each other. Jesus always calls his people to come together to be a family of faith. You know, it's in our pride where we think, well, I can do it alone. I don't need to be a part of a community of faith. We need each other. We need to be here. Your presence here is important. In closing, just one other point about the story of the little Chinese girl. She had this amazing piety and reverence, praying an hour before receiving the Eucharist. And I want to talk on this Feast of Corpus Christi about how we properly dispose ourselves to receive Holy Communion. First, we should be recollected. Just like that little girl spending time in prayer, how we spend our week, if we're not finding time for prayer and recollection, then our experience of Mass is going to be kind of superficial. See, how we spend our week affects our experience of Mass. If my week is chaotic, busy, distracted, why would I think that my experience of Mass is going to be somehow peaceful and recollected? So the more we pray during the week, the better and more enhanced our experience of the Mass will be. Secondly, to prepare for Holy Communion, we fast. What happens when we fast? We get hungry. This is meant to awaken in us a hunger for the Lord who wants to feed us with his very presence. We're just called to fast for one hour before receiving Holy Communion. Now, on a Sunday Mass, if we don't receive Communion until 30 minutes into Mass, that means I have to fast for 30 minutes before Mass. It's not a huge sacrifice, except for water and medicine. And finally, if we're conscious of mortal sin, we're required to go to confession as a way to prepare for Holy Communion. Okay, this means if I deliberately miss Mass on Sunday or Holy Day, I should be going to confession as a way to prepare to receive Holy Communion. Why does our Mother the Church, Church teach this? Do you know the number one biblical image of God's plan of salvation? Marriage. God wants to wed his people. The whole goal of our lives is to live in the wedding feast of the Lamb. Now, what would happen in marriage if one of the spouses broke their marriage covenant? Suppose there was an instance of infidelity. Well, before the spouses would come together to express their love and communion, there needs to be repentance and reconciliation. You see, mortal sin is not so much a breaking of a law, but a breaking of relationship. 
If I've willingly cut myself off from God, then prior to celebrating my communion with the Lord, I must repent of my sin. What a gift to be back. I know this past 15 months has been tough. We've all experienced times of quarantine, isolation, sickness. Perhaps even we know somebody that's died of the coronavirus. But hopefully this time of pandemic has also been a time where we've grown in a deeper appreciation for the Eucharist, for the real presence of Jesus. O sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine, all praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine.